we are talking about menopause. It's a topic which we have not touched upon and there are so many questions that needs to be answered and we need to really normalize this conversation. So I am so happy to um, have Dr. Rashna Bala here and uh, debunk all the myths on menopause and learn more about the actual facts that affect so many of us uh, women. So good morning, Dr. Bala. How are you? Good morning, Ms. Lynn. This is such a privilege to be helping out with this topic, which is always a mystery to a lot of women, right? Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Um, and plus the perfect month and or the months to talk about because right now the hot flashes are killing even people who are not menopausal. So I'm sure we can hopefully help out today. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. There's so many questions, so many, uh, you know, we... We read through so many, get so many information through Google, of course, and then we talk amongst friends and uh, we don't know which is, you know, what is what, right? Sometimes it's just so, there's so much information that we get so overwhelmed with it. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, so let's begin with the basic, what is menopause? Yeah, so basically it can be like, and The clear-cut definition of menopause is like when a woman doesn't have menstrual cycles for whatever reason. It could be surgical, mostly natural for 12 months, like no cycles at all. And that's when they start feeling. I mean, you've got to make sure that there are women who have surgical menopause when they lose their their uterus for whatever reason earlier on. And that can be confusing because they're like, I'm not having my cycles for because of my surgically removed uterus, but uh, I don't have the symptoms. Or when they start feeling the symptoms, that's when you tell that, okay. So basically it is, the book definition is 12 months of no cycles at all, but also you got to keep the bigger picture in mind. What is the reason? Like, is it just normal age that she stopped having cycles or is it because of other medical reasons she had to get her uterus out then it becomes a little bit more complicated but she'll be able to tell a woman is able to tell when she starts feeling the symptoms and that's what I'm hoping today we can at least I'll try my best to tell like when they start feeling certain symptoms they don't blame it on just like oh I didn't sleep enough or I didn't have my coffee or things like that it is like like wake up and smell the coffee kind of thing like (laughs) this is menopause hitting you slowly but surely (laughs) yeah and uh, so you know we always say menopause but then there is also the perimenopause and postmenopause right exactly so what is the difference between both and like i just want to add like the menopause name itself it's like pausing of the menstrual cycle right so menopause so so perimenopause or premenopause can start as early as in early 40s where women will start having some symptoms their cycles start becoming a little irregular or they will feel that their like their energy level is just not the same so it could be few years preceding actual menopause which could be anywhere from, and I know it freaks everyone out, but it can be up to 10 years sometimes, but it, minimum it's about four, three to four years. And postmenopause is when, like I said, 12 months, no cycles, and the era following that, which has all the symptoms getting worse. And then one common question I get asked by patients, do I have it forever? And 
Unfortunately, it is kind of true that yes, you can have those postmenopausal symptoms sometimes forever. Like a few patients will come at 75. I was doing so well when I hit menopause and now I'm miserable with these, these symptoms. And so it can last forever. But if you take care of it kind of in your transition phase, when you just turn menopause, depending on the severity of symptoms, and then you go from there. So pre-menopause or perimenopause could be anywhere four to 10 years preceding menopause, actual menopause. 12 months of no cycles will be the menopause and then the era following that or the years following that is the post-menopause. And at what age would that uh, start? So some ethnicities also have different uh, age, but average age, I would say, for an American woman is about 48 to 52, anywhere between that. And then we see like some ethnicities have a little bit earlier, starting at 45, some have a little bit later. So depends on the body mass index also, depends on other, but average age, I would say 48 to 52. And does genetics also play a role? It does. It does. That's the one thing we kind of know, like for sure, like uh, there's so much we don't know. And then the one thing that if your mom or grandmother went through early menopause, sometimes that might hit you too. And uh, But then it changes a lot. Like if they were living in a certain environment where the the diet was different and then they daughter has moved to like a first world country and where the diet is different, body mass index is different and stuff. It could make a few couple years difference, but you could get a good idea from mom's or grandmother's menopause age. Yeah, but I feel like, uh, you know, moms and grandmas never talk. About never it. talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So even yeah. if we ask them, they, you know, they really don't have the answers they because they've, they've never. They take uh, it for granted that, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah because sweating and all is yes. all normal. Yeah. And I'm glad you're bringing it up because that's why I always ask patients if they go through early, what age your mom and I like, I asked her and she has no idea. So you're so right. It is definitely. But that's where the awareness we need to bring that they know that what it is. And I even tell patients, like sometimes they'll say my mom had a fracture. She was just walking a dog and she had this little slip. But that's when you want to tell them that this could be her menopause causing the osteoporosis or weak bones and they can fix it. They can take care of it. So those things are important to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So doctor, if, if, you know, like if um, someone who's a woman who's going through menopause, going through all the symptoms, but does not like really just handling it and without anything, is there any uh, risk to, you know, any other health issues with that or? Yeah. I mean, and it's also like not everybody needs a hormone replacement therapy because like what you said, that is so true that they can, but as long as they're taking care of the rest of their health, like Mm -hmm. uh, mainly like their cardiovascular health, that's why you know that after menopause, the women and men are at equal risk for like uh problems with the heart attacks and strokes and stuff because before menopause, our estrogen hormone, which is what we lose when we go through menopause, ovaries stop producing it. So that protects us big time. I've had some male colleagues who are like, I wish we could take estrogen because it really protects us. The moment you lose it right at menopause, your risk increases. So you got to make sure you do your regular physicals, you get your cardiovascular health mostly taken care of, then your mental awareness, like professional Mm -hmm. women mostly, they feel that they're not as much efficiency has gone down and stuff. So definitely the 
quality of life can yeah. be taken care of, but not necessarily just hormone replacement is the answer. As long as you make sure that medically you're staying healthy, then, but I would say at least 60 to 70% in one form or other may need some supplement, some hormone replacement too. So I think to answer your question, like, is it a downside to not taking and they get themselves unhealthy? To a certain extent, yes, because if they are, uh, they don't sleep well, then they don't wake up feeling more efficient. They're not exercising. Therefore, the heart risk goes, heart disease risk goes up, cholesterol goes up, mood swings go up. So their overall efficiency, imagine, I mean, now the life expectancy has gone up. So if all this starts in your late 40s, you're really missing a lot on your rest of the life yeah yeah mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of uh i mean before the, i don't know even now but on the hormone uh hormone replacement therapy right yeah there's a lot of controversy has that subsided is it uh, you know people are being more educated on and yeah. learning more about it i think so i have like a lot of women are more aware now like 2003 2004 when the whole whi initiative came out that oh my god hormone replacement is the worst thing in the world it's killing women yes. it's causing breast cancer colon cancer and stuff so there were a lot of um, things or i would say that factors that were not most women in that study were like older who already had some comorbidities and stuff so then slowly slowly over time the studies were done again and now we know as long as it's like natural hormones and given in an optimal amount it's like not one size fits all kind of thing doesn't work so then women know okay this is what i need and uh, they get the hormone replacement accordingly or not they can just get supplements and stuff and then they realize that this is not like the, this is actually what you need. It's not the worst thing, but as long as it's done right and uh, keeping the women's, each woman you have to individualize to see that what she really needs to not like everybody gets the yeah, same dose. One size fits all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That doesn't work for this. Yep. So is that started when you get the symptoms like the therapy, the, the, or the perimenopause or perimenopause? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Depends on the symptoms again. Like okay. I'll get, uh, have a lot of patients start noticing what abnormal bleeding is one of that, like where they're like bleeding 20 days a month. So, you know, that could also be a sign and then hormones need to be fixed mm. and that take or the symptoms that they start feeling or sometimes their husbands will come with them that she has changed. The kids will come. My mom is not like my mom. <laughs> They're oh, like, she doesn't yeah. behave. They can point yeah. out, right? Yeah. Because, and the mom herself feels that I know I was being too irritable and that's not me. I didn't yeah. used to be like that. So mm-hmm. that's a very common symptom. We ignore and then we'll just go to sleep. And so all those things like depending on what like i said one doesn't like one size doesn't fit all you find out what is this woman's main problem yeah. like the vasomotor symptoms which are the hot flashes and stuff or the mood swings or depression i mean some you see like really rare symptoms of menopause and they've gone through the entire expert of doctors trying to figure out what's going on and uh, then you find out it's actually menopause like right. which is what needs to be fixed and then they feel better so it can be started in the perimenopause, depending on how severe her symptoms are and what is bothering her most. So besides hot flashes and mood swings, what are other common symptoms of menopause? 
So in the perimenopause, we see a lot of patients who have abnormal bleeding episodes. They're in the ER a few times and stuff like that. Then it's a whole spectrum of symptoms. They could have like just frequency of urination, like every, like usually these women, if they're working or even at home, if they're even housewives, they feel that their lifestyle is disrupted because they can't go out because they're running the restroom again and again. Then mood swings, like you said, some patients and migraines get really worse in the menopause because, again, of the hormone imbalance that you get. Then life, uh, sex life gets really affected because they start having a lot of vaginal dryness and then they're very uncomfortable. Libido takes a shot and they're like, yeah, I see that my quality of life, my marital life is getting affected or like because I just don't feel I don't want my husband to come near me and stuff like that. So, I mean, you can imagine all that. I mean, and usually I tell patients like till 30, 40, you're busy taking care of kids or even otherwise your career and stuff like that. After then, when it's life, try time to enjoy life and you go through this downfall, then it's like really not fair to the women, definitely. So I think if they take care, then it makes life so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, do are there any uh, cases or any women that go through perimenopause much earlier before 42, like yeah. before 40? Yeah, yeah. That's premature ovarian failure, it's called. And those okay. are really, um, in fact, we saw a few numbers increased after COVID. I don't know if it's related. Studies are still going on. Okay. But uh, either they got like the long COVID or they were like really sick, like this really got sick over on the ICU, in the ICU on ventilator and stuff. So we saw those women, their cycles first became abnormal and then they are going through the symptoms much earlier. But usually before 42, before 45, that's premature menopause, which you have to first rule out the medical reasons for it. Like what is the reason? And if it is truly just pure menopause, I've seen as early as 29. And yeah, it's really sad. And then uh, you have to just support them because their bones will become like sand. It's like literally so easy to have sprains and fractures. So you got to, and of course their cardiovascular health. Oh, wow. So those mm-hmm. are the ma- two main... Two main things I would worry about, right? The, okay. the hormone replacement that uh, was mainly that the natural one which was started was mainly because of the bones because we everybody worries about breast cancer, colon cancer and stuff, but we forget that if the bones get weak or if the woman gets uh, like any kind of mild fracture, she's in bed, that just starts, uh, her mobility gets less she starts gaining weight and then less exercise and then becomes a negative feedback for the whole thing. Then she starts having cardiovascular problems. So that's one big thing that's missed in menopausal women that we don't realize, but they'll get very easily like fractures because the bones get so weak. And then so that screening does not start if you do it by the book, by insurance companies, you cannot start the screening till 65, which is kind of late. It is late. Yes. So then you have to find reasons for premature menopause, get the screening done. And if their bones are weak and stuff, then you take care of it right away. Because these days also, because we have like dairy has to be limited and stuff, which is right. You do it in limitation, but you then make sure your calcium supplements are good. So your bones don't keep just getting weaker and weaker. So besides the hormone uh, replacement, what other, uh, you know, ways can we ease all these symptoms? Yeah, tons of ways. Like mainly is lifestyle change, right? So you got to make sure that you have a 
discipline sort of i mean it doesn't have to be like military discipline but just like enough to <laughs> have like you have exercise included it could be walking it could be swimming whatever i tell patients do what you like because if i tell you go to the gym and you don't like yeah. going to the gym then you will not do it after one week so you like dancing swimming is very good and then whatever they like biking i mean i know our weather is not the best but at yeah. least 6 months we can use yeah. all that and then other 6 months within the house yoga is a good one deep breathing exercises and stuff and then the like uh, try not to eat uh, too much spicy food when you really feel that you're going through the hot flashes really bad or uh, sleep with loose clothes loose cotton clothes and mm-hmm. stuff like that because a lot of women will tell you yeah, 5 a.m. i want to throw my covers off i'm like shivering and then i'm sweating it's uh, not fun then so all those lifestyle changes increase your fluid intake for sure and of course carbonated drinks you got to cut down mm-hmm. and good fruits good like antioxidants in your diet so that will help them also okay mm-hmm. that's good to know yeah absolutely so we have touched on uh, you know women going through perimenopause are there any women that go through menopause later in life like maybe in their 60s or after 60s or there are certain ethnicities that i see up to 56 58 okay. and uh, but you got to make sure it's nothing else because they think they may be getting the symptoms and that's where you got to see the physician because they uh, feel the menopausal symptoms but they're still bleeding so they think oh it couldn't be menopause because right. i'm still having cycles however irregular they are that's when the workup comes into play to see that there is no other gynecological reason to make them go through these symptoms but if if someone is not men, maybe not menopausal symptoms but not going through menopause after 58 is a little concerning that needs okay. to be evaluated okay right and in your profession doctor do you feel um you know like women are talking more about menopause or they're shying away from it they they don't even mention it yeah. or have things changed amongst women definitely in the I would even say like not just the younger women but even like in their 40s now women mm-hmm. will say do you think I'm headed towards that my bleeding pattern is changing or I didn't like 10 years ago I won't have so many women complaining about libido and their marital life or sexual life and stuff like that now they bring it up I also try to ask them so they don't feel shy about that and I'm sure most doctors are doing that so that ways they can come out with it and make sure that they're not ignoring the symptoms and just taking it for granted that oh yeah it's all the husband's fault or something <laughs> they, it is something the to say that, exactly <laughs> exactly and that's when they are like uh, so yeah it is i mean definitely they're becoming more aware which is nice which is good you yeah. know because you know it is so important we talk about so many things right even like as teenagers the teenage you know when we are in our teenage years and then even in school there's yeah. sex education exactly but it's only up to a certain stage of yeah. a woman's life yeah. but we it's not talked about menopause is yeah. never, never touched about. about and and you know it is i think like you know women don't stop 
their body does not stop changing, changing. Exactly. <laughs> after they give birth. Exactly. But I think maybe it has to do with our culture, like we spoke about earlier, like our parents. I mean, our moms have never spoken to us about it, our grandmas. So yeah, it could be like yeah. the Indian culture or the Asian. And now that we are becoming more aware to have a conversation. That's right? so true. So, yeah, 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 hopefully we get the info and we can share it with the next generation, with our daughters. Or right? even since the daughters are bringing up with the moms yes. i'm seeing older women also not coming out with it that That's oh cool. yeah i notice yeah. it that uh, like even if they have comorbidities they will be like yeah my husband has this problem but uh, yeah we see that this is changing so do you have any help for it and stuff safe of course yeah that's the main thing mm-hmm. medicine first do no harm is the main thing so yeah. we have to make sure that they are can, good candidates for it and whatever is the best option for them. Yeah. So that's actually improving that yeah. uh, daughters, I think, are bringing it up. So the moms are getting yeah. aware and uh, which brings, you know, and yeah. I, I'm so kudos to them. I always say, yes, I'm glad you brought it up. Let's yeah. take care of it. Like leaking of urine, right? You take yeah. it for granted. If yes. after 50 you're running and you're like, man, I can't run because every time I try to jog, I start having leaking of urine and stuff like that. They just feel, used to feel so shy yeah. or they'll have their husband like, step why exactly you talk about that that's so exactly but right? it's something yeah. that can be fixed so okay. bring it up and yeah. then like always uh, i'm sure all physicians i make it a point that i'll always ask these women because and you'll believe it or not seven or eight out of ten will say yes i have this problem like oh, wow. it's like the low libido and yeah. the leaking of urine and starting as early in their early 40s or stuff like that because they'll be like yeah i thought that i will not drink enough water yeah, and then, take care of yeah. it or stuff like that yeah. but it's other reasons that they're kind of forgetting mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you think the uh, the women should be how often should be they should be seeing their OBGYN? no just once a year is once enough year. as long as they do their well woman examinations bring it up yeah. unless something changes of course yeah. or the physician will say okay let's do the workup this is going on and if everything is good you kind of tell them what to look yeah. and keep an eye out yeah. for and um, yeah, yeah, that's good enough unless there are any gynecological problems going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to really, uh, you know, this is part of our lives as women, you know, and we need to accept it. Many times, sometimes when I talk to women, you know, it's they they dread that. Yeah, okay. you know, the we dread. Need to go on. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Time goes by fast. Yeah. Let's oh, wow. go on a short break, and when we return, we will continue our conversation with Dr. Bala on menopause. This is Chai Time on ninety nine point five FM. Welcome back to Chai Time on 99.5 FM. We are in conversation with Dr. Bala and it's been a very interesting conversation. We are talking about menopause, a topic that, uh, you know, Chai Time has never uh, discussed about. So this has been very interesting to, um, you know, get a lot more information and correct information, I would say. So Dr. Bala, I really wanted to debunk some myths. And, uh, you know, I want you to reveal some truths on menopause. So the first one, let me see. Uh, women in menopause can still get pregnant. 
Okay, that they don't have to worry about as long as it's proven completely menopause. Like when they're perimenopause, um, some accidents can happen, basically. Like it usually does not end in a good pregnancy. It will end up with a miscarriage or what we call a biochemical pregnancy. But that's in the perimenopause when you're not completely menopausal. So you still got to take care of the contraception part and all that stuff. Not like, oh, my cycles are irregular. I'm not ovulating anymore. Because that comes with menopause when you're cycle stop you don't ovulate you ovaries stop producing the eggs and you don't have to like worry about birth control for other reasons you still want to use to avoid sexually transmitted infections and stuff but at least as far as getting pregnant once you are proven complete menopause then you don't have to worry about it okay that's good to know but if they want to get pregnant as postmenopausal person for whatever reason they can thanks to the IVF they can still do that oh okay yeah <laughs> i'm thinking like, yeah uh, yeah, yeah, they can still like because I don't. It's not not losing hope for yeah. anyone now these yeah. days. So yes, they can. that's good. I mean, uh, you know, science has come a long way. A long way, a absolutely. Long way. Yeah, the oldest patient I've delivered who also breastfed afterwards. He was completely menopausal, fifty four. Wow. So that's a yeah. So it's not that's amazing. Uh, that is yeah. Thanks yeah, to the science, hope. there is hope. Yes, ma'am. But yes, as far as pure menopause, no risk. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. No periods mean no cramps. That's also unfortunately not right because uh, there could be other reasons for cramping. And weird enough that because of the menopause, you don't have the cycles, but your uterus, if it has any, or sometimes because of the vaginal dryness, they will feel rectal pain, which feels as pelvic cramps or bladder spasms, which feel as pelvic cramps. So it may not be actually like menstrual cramps that okay. they used to feel, but they could still feel the cramps related to the surrounding organs. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I think cramps also, you know, like it's different. You, right. you know, when you're on your menstru- uh, menstrual cycle, yeah. the cramping feels different than your regular cramping if you have a stomach ache or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? And pac- so women can, can tell. tell. Women can tell the difference. Right, right. But sometimes it's like also your bowel habits kind of change after menopause like you get more like what we call not necessarily just because of menopause but just related to the again the metabolic or stuff like that then like you said gas cramps Mm -hmm. but otherwise they can not particularly menstrual cramps they could be in the reach and the pelvic region because of the bladder and the rectum but not necessarily menstrual cramps okay Mm -hmm. menopause symptoms last forever i know you touched on that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it depends the severity changes and okay. it can go up and down like a roller coaster, but uh, yes, it can last a lifetime almost, hopefully not. I know, <laughs> I know, not very encouraging thing to say, but they can take care and fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we always look at the glass right half side. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so menopause will make you gain weight. So in a way, it is true, unfortunately, and it is also around uh, like how women will say, oh, my trunkal obesity, like right around the lower abdomen, that's where they start feeling. And they're like, man, I never used to have this paunch and I do everything possible. I'm exercising one hour a day. I'm eating right and everything. But that's where the unhealthy, the hormone imbalance that happens, the estrogen we lose and the testosterone, the male hormone that goes up. And if you're not keeping them both balanced and controlled, 
controlled then and always tell patients your metabolic rate goes down so previously if you were exercising 30 minutes and you saw the results now you have to do a little bit more and see and everybody has their own thing some patients will feel it at 45 that their metabolic rate stays good which is how they find out that yes i can still fit in my old clothes and i don't have to worry about it but mostly yes it's because the whole system kind of slows down okay so that's why indirectly it causes weight gain okay mm-hmm. women in menopause must have to pee all the time Yeah, so yeah, which could be that. related to the vaginal dryness they get. It's not like they have to, it's just the urge is never satisfied because they're so just in winters I tell patient like how your skin is always kind of itchy even though you apply tons of moisturizer. Imagine that in the vaginal area and then it's always dry so that uh, irritation of the urethral area is there and then you always feel like you drink a glass and you have to run. so that's why it's because as long as other reasons are ruled out like fibroids already issues for which your uterus is bigger that's a different reason but just everything normal pure menopause then yes it could so be so is there overall dryness too like on the face yeah. um, so basically when you say dryness it's basically all over yeah all yeah right the body i had a patient who's like uh, her uh, the skin would like when she could empty bottles and bottles of moisturizer she saw derms everybody but her skin would not stop itching because of the dryness all over and the moment she got the within 2 weeks she was feeling so much better we don't realize but it's like the over and that's what starts making us feel or look aged because of course the dryness doesn't help even in humid city that we live in but still you feel the difference that you're always kind of uncomfortable with the itchiness and the okay. dryness and it's not just in the vaginal area it could be all over your body correct and the skin yeah and then uh because of all the hormonal changes going within our body uh is there any acne issues they can be actually through? that's yeah i'm glad you brought that up so because of the this testosterone the male hormone though it's I don't want anybody to get it wrong. We need testosterone. It helps our bones. It helps our muscle mass and everything. But it has to be done right. The one we have before menopause is like uh, more beneficial. But when that imbalance changes, you lose your estrogen. Testosterone becomes more dominant. That's when you start having. Oh, I never. I had acne in my sixteen, eight, seventeen year, and now I'm having it now. So that's or like the premens. Like we don't have premenstrual anymore, but mm-hmm. the migraines start coming. back so all those is because of the hormone imbalance where you got to take care of it and like i said it's like the whole spectrum of symptoms that women will present with you just got to make sure that everything else is ruled out and then you know that this is what's bothering her yeah There's so mm-hmm. much to learn yeah, and know about. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, you know, usually it's just the 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 most tip of the yeah, iceberg. The we the see, iceberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. We but, see that, and we're like, oh, it's just stopping of cycles. Me being a little moody, yeah. not wanting to have sex, and that's menopause. But yeah. no, there is so much more to it, and which is like the health, like your internal health that you are always worry about, like the heart and the bones, and then the even like. stroke risk and all that stuff so that's really important that you take care of it yeah mm-hmm. and we women always keep you know put ourselves last right exactly yeah. exactly so, like yeah like you said the mothers and the grandmothers yeah. they would think oh me being moody i'll just kind of shut down yeah. not talk much and they kind of go through depression i mean yeah. depression is a big one around that time because they will not share yeah. they start taking it all in and that's when but i'm glad that 
the awareness is coming so yeah. they know that this can be i've had patients who got on hormones and they were able to come down on their antidepressant medicines oh, or wow. mood stabilizers wow. because they were able to see the difference which right. was totally related to menopause so honestly it's like and like i said now the life expectancy has gone up so we shouldn't have to suffer like yes. almost half of our life right. and we really yeah. are free of the responsibilities yeah. and you don't want to get out yeah. and because you're just kind of miserable yeah. that shouldn't be the exactly. case exactly we shouldn't yeah. think oh we are turned 50 now it's done it's over life is right. over <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life is <laughs> i would say it's a rebirth it's a rebirth <laughs> yeah. the party now starts for now you, right i think it's that's the time for women to explore what she wanted all throughout right exactly. like I said, we always are sacrificing constantly but then if we have to go through all the medical issues yeah. it's just not fair but there is help there's help so, exactly uh, yeah. and you you just kind of take those symptoms for yes, granted absolutely. like and you are like okay i mean it's really surprising how patient women are with their own symptoms yes. sometimes to the extent of being serious that they ignore symptoms right. so yeah i mean they got to speak up just like they would yeah. do for their kids their yeah. husband yeah. and everybody else yeah. yeah for kids we are mama bears but when yeah. it comes to us you just kind of go i know cocoon. i know it's so, so, so surprising we, i'm learning a lot and i'm so glad I'm we're happy. having this conversation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's i mean you know like I'm just thinking my grandma passed away but if I would have asked her she'd be like just deal with it. I'm yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like just you why know, you ask me yeah, so many questions yeah, exactly. and, it, and it'll be like when it comes it comes. You yeah. know? So oh, just yeah. deal with it. But yeah. it's the more, women who will it's come so with different the, like yeah. the way they used to think before and now that you know we I guess just talking about it we are learning more. Yeah. So that yeah. changes our perspective yeah. on things. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I've had uh, women that age like the grandma's age come in diapers they'll be like oh I thought it was normal to yeah. leak all the time. Yes. And I'm like and there's nothing else wrong with them. If all they had was somebody guiding them for the yeah. vaginal health. Yeah. I mean that just you can imagine constant diapers, constant irritation, lifestyle is down the drain. So I mean if we can do one thing today to yeah. make women aware to at least speak yes. up yeah. and ask yeah talk I about think it, it will talk be about. yeah talk about talk to your physician and see maybe maybe you don't need it maybe you're having a most beautiful menopause yeah. but at least take your supplements and be like healthy yeah mm-hmm. like i mean if you know if a conversation comes up oh i'm having hot flashes i can't sleep at night you know just don't sympathize with the person but say hey you know you probably have to go see your guy and you have to make you know make yeah. sure that it's nothing it's not if it's not menopause it may be something else so like continue that conversation i think sometimes most of the time you're like oh you know that's too bad yeah. you didn't, you didn't yeah. have maybe it's just one of those nights and yeah. just true. Yeah. Yeah. that's yes. true that's true that's true we don't yeah. like pursue deep, it yeah yeah, yeah. deep into that absolutely so. and even pcps can start like women usually if they see their people because yeah, they think that I they think go to gynae even yeah. only something is major wrong they can start the conversation with pcps who will do the annual physical yeah. and they can guide no i think you need to go see the your gynae yeah, that's why i was asking because i have not gone to a uh, gynex since i eight years since, since my you delivered one yeah. exactly and that's my not PCP just you does my pap smear so i've not had to go that's but half like of those the little women. symptoms are, yeah. like i can t- i didn't know i can talk to my pcp and exactly. she can guide me exactly. you know so exactly. just the little ones and that's very common because right. i mean 
mean, yeah. yeah, it's not just about the pap smear. It's got to make yeah. sure your entire That's, health yeah. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it affected your organs as well, like heart. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Bone. Bones, yeah. Yeah, See, there was an idea. Was, yes. If it was just your uh, like uh, libido, I yeah. know a lot of women, especially yeah. Asian origin, they, like, they ignore it. Like, they're yes. like, it's okay. He can yeah. stay out of the room. <laughs> But I've had uh, like now girls, sometimes they come with friends and yeah. they'll be like, yeah, this we are all experiencing this. And then this is what's happening. So is that like mm -hmm. and like I was saying that we don't realize, but early 40s, late 30s, we start having. But if you kind of make it yeah. smooth at that time, yeah. the transition by taking care of it, you don't have a severe symptoms later. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, menopause only affects your physical health. Yeah, definitely not. Like, <laughs> definitely not. It's like I think it's a both ways round. Your entire health, your psychological, your mental, even your efficiency sometimes starts getting affected because if you've not slept well, you're cranky at work, and then you. That is a very common symptom. Also, I don't know if I mentioned it. Like lack of sleep, they'll be like, "Yeah, I can't sleep like how I used to mm. before," and then you realize that. Uh, I mean, I always tell them, okay, don't have caffeine at night and stuff like that. But if you still feel it, then they need the workup to make sure that it's not menopause that's starting early. Or yeah. Not even early, it could be the perimenopause that yeah. you were talking about. That could start. And if you don't, everybody doesn't need to go to hormones. Then you take care of things. And then a lot of times I also feel they get on birth control pills. The answer is, like, okay, get on birth control pills. Your moods will be better. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. that can be dangerous because that's the amount of hormone you get in that at a certain age is not safe for you. So you got yeah, to make sure to. what are you, yeah. like, you know, masking your symptoms mm -hmm. and yeah. you're really making sure that you're getting the right help. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And earlier also you mentioned about depression. So okay. you know your mental health gets affected big time. Big time. Big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you just kinda not bring it up or sometimes or you're just placed on antidepressants one, two and mood stabilizers and then you realize that no, she doesn't need to be on this because then they again the taboo, right? Which comes with it. Oh, I'm on antidepressants, I'm crazy or something. Yes. So you don't yeah. have to feel that way. Yeah. 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 And then you know you're you're judged, right? Of it's course. just menopause. What do you need to be on an antidepressant? Yeah. That's right. right. Like, yeah. You know, like there are other just deal with that, right? It's, That's yes, part of just your, deal with that. That is the common thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that word yep. is always there. Deal with it. It's Absolutely. always. With, I mean, majority of the time, I think it's it's women ourselves. Like we ourselves think that way. Deal with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Absolutely. That's we, right. Like women will take it. Like yeah. Oh, I can handle it. Or I'm maybe I'm being too uh, crazy thinking like this. But no, you're not being crazy. You got yeah. to bring it up. And yeah, you're not. So sometimes you think you're making things, things in your up. Head, exactly. Right? Exactly. But they are yeah. true. They are actually yep. happening. We have to yeah. get more aware. Yes. So then the help you're saying is just hormone replacement? Or no, no, are, not at all. Other, but that's yeah. not the, that's one that's of the, the options. Yeah. That's one of the option treatment depending on what Severity, if you've done. the. Yeah. I think the lifestyle changes the first and first, foremost. Yeah. That is like that could fix a lot of things yeah. like your fluid intake goes, your sleeping time, you have a hygiene where yeah. like you're doing things right. Yeah. And then, of course, make sure that you're doing your regular checkups to make sure that you're not missing anything else. But if you see that you're doing everything right, you still keep gaining yeah. weight and you still have. And we don't realize with menopause, a lot of times,
since her thyroid gland also gets affected yes, and therefore a lot of people get diagnosed with thyroid yeah. issues that time which is again a major gland in our body and affects our entire like system yeah. Yeah. so all that has to be First, taken care yeah. of then you know that okay you tried so but yes a lot yeah. of women will need yeah. some kind of either supplement or hormone yeah. replacement to make them I, I've had patients who did it and then they're like I almost feel like I'm on drugs because I feel so much better like how I used to <laughs> in my really? teenage years yeah. and I'm like it's just because when we are teenagers we don't realize that all yeah. those things we take for granted yeah. like abusing our system and still feeling great and able yeah. to lose weight and all so now that you can feel like that it's nothing wrong as long as it's like done the natural way customized that everybody gets the only amount of hormones they need or if the yeah. lifestyle changes helping that's enough too okay mm-hmm. yeah i like how you st- keep stressing on lifestyle change. change it's yeah. very important yeah. you know, i could give you all the hormones you want yeah. but if you don't make a change in your lifestyle you will still have problems so you got to make sure yeah that is the basic that's yeah. good yeah menopause is an illness definitely not definitely <laughs> not i wouldn't say it's an illness it's a life change phase of our life change where i think and then uh, you got to just make sure that you're taking just like when you're pregnant you make sure you get your prenatal care you get your prenatal vitamins you take care yes, of that right absolutely. same thing you got to take care of this is another phase of your life where it is like a change which you got to just make sure it's getting transition smoothly Mm-hmm. Accept the change. Accept the change, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and get help and, and if be you proud need of it, it yes. because you've achieved. Now you got to take care of it and you can have a normal lifestyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Men have menopause too. Oh, for sure. ஆமா <laughs> <laughs> she has way more energy than i have so i need to and then they start like uh, the obesity the trunkal obesity yeah. and the again the same issues the hypertension and all that stuff so if they get taken care of then but yeah men are even worse than women to That's accept it yeah so, i'm sure i've never heard they're like that. oh no yeah. i don't need it yes. so but then when they see the numbers i mean oh my god it's so f- impressive so that, what huh? age does their uh, theirs is a little bit later, later. more over 50 yeah. but then again it also depends on their medical health or if they smoke yeah. and stuff yeah. that definitely prepones it but okay. yeah definitely around 50s they'll feel it too that yeah. is interesting wow. yeah. definitely definitely but men there's no excuse okay yeah, yeah. yeah. i heard dr bahar say and yes, nothing no, wrong they excuse. feel but they you know what once they get it they are more compliant than women they will uh-huh. come back on time they will oh, get really? their shots and because they know the difference and they say that yeah it's definitely helping with, with the muscle mass and the exercise and all that so there that ways i have to say they're a little bit more compliant mm. <laughs> yeah. so doctor why do you why do you think it's really important for us to keep talking about menopause 
Just for the same reason that I would feel that uh, if you have, like if there were no answers, then yes, I mean, why ask the question, right? But now we have come way ahead than where we were. Like even 20 years ago, like I said, in 2004, it was like a complete shutdown. Women were taken off, men, like all the hormone replacement, and it was like women were literally miserable. And now there is even safe like hormones for women who have had history of breast cancer. Previously, it was like, what are you talking? Are you out of your mind? But yeah. no, we have options for them too. And all, I mean, I'm, when I say we mean for all the physicians, gynees, that they can do. So if they have answers, then please ask the question and yes. take care of it. So you live a life where you actually can enjoy life because it's only one time like yeah, they say exactly. like it's not a practice life this is all it is live it to the fullest why not absolutely <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. agree mm-hmm. any closing remarks before we wrap up yeah i mean like i said if we can make sure that uh, one thing that women are aware of that you have lived for everyone else now live for yourself where you're not doing anything wrong you're taking care of your health like you should like you take care of everyone around you so please step up to your ask the question get the answer you want and make sure that you take care of it so you can have a healthy life and improves the life expectancy so why not you deserve it because you have spent almost the first 40 to 50 years of life slogging for everyone else now do it for yourself this is you absolutely yeah Yeah. the 50s you know like you're you're just starting your life that's when the party starts that's that's why i've been partying now exactly but i had a quick question for you so Uh hormone replacement sounds so daunting right? right right like just like are you like what are you doing are you like you know shooting me up with IV with different hormones so is it scary what is it is it pills is it shots it's like- a it's both it's a pill and a shot you can yeah. do that so there are some uh, subcutaneous like yeah. pellets which are injected and it's like all you feel is like one shot like okay. thing and then it's they work for and like each patient is different so they have it some for some patients it will work for three months some patients it will work for a year so whatever their need yeah. is accordingly you see the, the provider them the, but here first I always start with oral because the sound of a shot seems yes. like too much yeah. and then if they don't like it but it has to be whatever you do has to be natural because you definitely because if hormone replacement not done right can be pretty serious too yeah so you definitely like I always say first do no harm so if yeah. you are increasing a woman's risk of uh, cancer by giving them artificial hormones and a high amount because they will keep needing more and more as they get further and further in menopause then that i won't agree with in that case like definitely make sure it's the healthy kind it's the safe kind and And she gets the benefit exactly yeah yeah. and you follow up to make sure that you're not not taking enough but you're yeah. not taking over oh, for sure yes that's yeah. very important and ask the questions don't be yes. shy. just exactly. ask the questions yeah yeah you may yeah. not need anything but sometimes like i said lifestyle changes all you might need and at least you're aware what is causing yeah. it 
so you don't run on a full bladder you make sure that you exercise yeah. at a certain time and it's not like most women know that but sometimes we forget the common sense questions we don't apply yeah. to ourselves yeah. and that's where the questioning helps yes mm-hmm. wow that's mm-hmm. wonderful thank you so much dr bala nah, for okay. making the time joining us and but the conversation about- too was like you were so easy to talk yes. to the information uh-huh. was very uh, understandable you. you know yeah, so we really really appreciate really that appreciate yeah. it and i'm so glad we were able to talk about it and yes. this is the first step we have yeah. to keep talking about it yeah. asking those yeah. questions because things Absolutely. change there are more you know in the medical field there's always changes there's always, always. advancement yeah. Absolutely. so Yeah. No, I'm so glad I was able to. I mean, I'm you guys gave me the <laughs> opportunity. I would love to and um, I hope that's why I try to keep the medical terminology away yeah. so it's yeah. understandable. Yeah. So I hope I can yeah. at least help some no, women be aware. Yes. So we yeah. appreciate a lot. Yeah. I really appreciate. Yes. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. listeners for joining us here on Chai Time. We shall see you same time same place. Signing off. This is Chai Time on 99.5 FM.